The way we power the world is changing, and you can help lead that change with Chevron Renewable Energy Group's EnduraFuels, a complete line of high-quality bio-based diesel solutions for fleet, marine, and rail that enables reduced carbon intensity and improved engine performance, all while helping you work towards profitability targets. Join us as we lead the way toward a lower carbon future now. There is over a trillion dollars of waste in supply chains today. The net zero carbon emission is something that corporates are taking very seriously. To meet these objectives, they're going to have to take into consideration CO2 emissions. Hey, and welcome back to Net Zero Carbon, the show at Freight Waves, where we deep dive on decarbonization with a focus on freight fuels and energy. Today, I'm joined by Madeline Ruin and Alec Lucas of Global X ETFs. How are you guys? Doing well. Thanks for having us. Great. Happy to be here. I'm happy to have you on. This is a different twist for the show. Typically, we're looking at either alternative fuels or digital technologies, anything kind of under the broader sustainable supply chain umbrella. And I think it's important to take a step back frequently and say, not just why does this matter, because we know it is important and we won't even go there today, but what's happening behind the scenes? And I think the best place to look is what are the money flows telling us are the trends we need to be paying attention to? in the energy transition. So if we're going to participate either as an investor or an operator, we need to know what's coming. And it typically starts at the top of the funnel where the money's going in. So what a better opportunity than to have some research analysts from a large global focusing on energy transition to help us see and understand what are the important trends we should be paying attention to. So with that as the the backdrop for our conversation, why don't I hand it over to you, Alec, and get just a, a brief intro overview. Who is Global X? What do you do? Great, Tyler. I, I appreciate that intro there. So as the name implies, Global X ETFs is a global issuer of ETF strategies. We have around 150 funds right now, uh, spanning over thematic offerings, commodities-based offerings, as well as income strategies. Uh, we also offer uh, separately managed accounts, as well as model portfolios. So our bread and butter at Global X is thematic investing, which I'm sure will uh, take a deeper dive into in this conversation, but we're really trying to target these disruptive trends, which are uh, these one-time paradigm shifts in traditional industry, whether that's technology-focused or probably most relevant to our conversation today, uh, the environment. Uh, we are looking for these uh, themes that we can uh, invest in with your your ETF strategies there. Awesome. Thank you for that. And do you have a specific focal point within that, that thematic trend investing or specific area of expertise? Absolutely. So Madeline and I are uh, both thematic research analysts targeting our physical environment suite, uh, which covers topics such as renewable energy, clean technology, uh, U.S. infrastructure and development, as well as uh, lithium and battery tech and electric vehicles, to name just a few there. I'm sure we'll talk about all of those uh, before we jump into it. Madeline, love to hand it over to you if you'd add anything there, your role, or even how did you end up in in this space? Because it's not, you know, not everybody gets to work in a global ETF issuer. Yeah, definitely. Um, so my background is across a wide range of various environmental and sustainability focused projects, everything from remote sensing to sustainable agriculture and solar irrigation in Africa. Um, but really, I found that my passion really lo um, lies with renewable energy and just researching all of the different clean technologies can, that can really drive us to um, a net zero and greener future. 
Um, and yeah, I found Global X ETFs. I joined the company about a year ago and have been here ever since covering the climate change related ETFs with Alec. Um, it's a definitely a really interesting and fun time to be following all of these different topics. That's probably an understatement there. It's an unbelievable yep. time. I'm, I'm excited to hear. Let's dive into each one of these. If you could set the stage for us, um, I know there's probably more specific funds than we can talk about in just this 20 minute show. But if we had to pick, you know, four or five, what are the ones that I think are most relevant for green supply chains, energy transition, um, green energy? Can you guys pick out a handful and just give me like the high level of what they are and then we'll deep dive into each of them? Yeah, so I can start. So um, we have our clean technology ETF, um, this Global X Clean Tech ETF or CTEC. Um, and this fund is probably one of our broader um, climate change related ETFs because it looks to capture um, across companies that are that aim to reduce environmental um, pollution and negative effects. So that can include renewable energy manufacturers such as solar panel producers and wind turbine manufacturers as well as energy efficiency systems providers, um, hydrogen fuel cell and electrolyzer producers, um, as well as there's even room in the future for carbon capture and storage companies. So it has quite a broad um, definition that allows us to capture across a wide range of clean technologies. Um, yeah, I'll pass it over to Alec. We also have very relevant here for this conversation, our lithium and battery tech ETF, ticker LIT, which we see as the picks and shovels uh, the upstream and midstream behind that electric vehicle revolution. We also have a electric vehicle and autonomous vehicle ETF ticker DRIV, uh, DRIV, which, you know, that's, we, we see that as representing the downstream, the demand case, uh, on the electric vehicle side. So, uh, all these are, are great funds to dive into here for the subject matter. Yeah. And I would say one more to add also is our, um, Global X hydrogen ETF as well. So, um, I'm sure we might dive into it more, but, you know, the hydrogen space presents a potential, one of the potential solutions for um, long haul trucking. Um, and so that's another ETF that, you know, seeks to capture companies that could b benefit from the development of a hydrogen industry. Excellent. I love those bookwares. Those are all things we talk about all the time. When you, um, let's double click in one or two of them. Madeline, let's start with maybe CTEC, right? Clean Energy ETF. So you're talking about companies that are more energy transition focused, new technologies, productions, renewables. This is not necessarily companies that are users of some of those technologies, right? Like in the case of a hydrogen electrolyzer, maybe we're not looking at people who could have electrolyzers producing green hydrogen in their warehouse. We're looking at the companies that make the electrolyzers. Is that how to think about that? Yeah. So um, we oftentimes think of our clean tech ETF as more uh, upstream in the clean technology space to borrow like definite um, definitions from the oil and gas industry. Um, so really focusing on the manufacturers primarily of those clean technologies. Um, but that can also for the hydrogen space include companies that are, you know, both developing the electrolyzer technology and maybe they also have hydrogen production as well. Um, but yeah, looking more upstream. And those could go kind of probably across the hydrogen ETF as well as clean tech. I'm probably blending those two. So to maybe help out understand, could you list some like portfolio companies, maybe the size of that fund? Um, is that active? Do you guys manage that? Um, how often does that change? Give us some details there. Yeah. So our clean tech ETF, as with all of our um, climate change related ETFs and all of our thematic ETFs, um, it is passively managed. So it follows an index. 
Um, and, you know, when we are uh, establishing that index, we can help um, the, the product team um, with those definitions. So as we talked about earlier, defining what kinds of companies could be eligible for inclusion within the fund. Uh, with the Cleantech ETF, we see, you know, the broad range of different types of companies. So we have um, solar panel providers such as First Solar, um, solar inverter companies such as Enphase Energy, and wind turbine manufacturers such as Vestas um, that are some of our top holdings within the company, as well as Samsung um, across battery tech and even like more general clean technology companies and clean tech solution companies such as Johnson Manthe. Um, in terms of holdings, the fund currently as of um, April 16th has around $115 million in net assets. Um, and yeah, it, it, it includes a, a wide range of the different topics. So, you know, if an investor is seeking to more broadly invest across the clean tech space and doesn't want to pick a specific topic, whether that's solar power or hydrogen power or electric vehicles, um, it provides a potential opportunity to gain exposure across the range of technologies. Got it. So it's still thematic, but not necessarily quite as granular as some of the other vertical ETFs, right? Yes, definitely. Thank you for that. Alec, can I pass that over to you for a similar question on, let's look at LIT, which is just a fun name to say, uh, lithium and battery tech, right? What's uh, what's under the hood there? Absolutely. And then, you know, as you mentioned, sometimes uh, the ticker is uh, worth its weight in gold there. That That is a fun ticker that uh, we, we hear that remark from clients a lot. But in terms of lit, it's a little simpler than, it's a little more concentrated than what um, uh, C-Tech looks like, as Madeline just described. Uh, there's two main categories we're looking to capture here. Uh, lithium miners, so those companies that are, are directly um, extracting the raw material from the earth. Uh, those are companies like Abamarl and Genfeng, uh, as well as SQM, some of the largest lithium miners in the world. And then the other vertical we're looking to capture, which we consider to be sort of the midstream of the, the electric vehicle space, and that's the battery tech side. Whether these are the companies that are producing the cathodes and the anodes uh, or the lithium-ion battery packs themselves, um, we're talking the, the contemporary Amprex uh, technologies of the world, the uh, BYDs of the world, uh, those types of companies. I did want to ask about how that compared size-wise to CTEX. I'm going to ask you that real quick. Sure. So the, that that fund is around $3.3 billion right now, one of our largest uh, thematic offerings at the moment. That surprises me that that's such a bigger number than the the Cleantech ETF. Is there a way to see the makeup of that number? Are you guys primarily um, individual investors, private equity, institutional? Sure. Yeah. You know, we're primarily seeing those f- flows from the institutional side here. And I think there's a number of factors that have uh, made lit the size that it is, uh, even in comparison to the, the clean tech space. One, lit's are one of our oldest products. We, we launched this fund in 2010. It was originally a play on uh, batteries and cell phones and, and electronics, but that, you know, the focus has uh, shifted towards the EV side. So uh, one, one point there is the, the length of which this fund has been around. Another idea is because it's a more concentrated area, um, it, it, it suits the ETF structure um, in terms of being able to target both the lit, the lithium and the battery tech side. And there's not too many competitors out there, uh, whether that's in the ETF space or otherwise. 
uh, that can offer that direct exposure to lithium and battery tech markets. So we think that's one of those reasons that that's been one of the, the bigger thematic plays for us recently. So that's lit. Start working toward your lower carbon goals today with Chevron Renewable Energy Group's Endura uh, Fuels, a complete line of quality renewable fuel solutions available um, now. To learn more, visit regi.com. Producers um, and companies that have significant exposure not only to electric vehicles, but also um, the autonomous autonomous space as well. So the official name of the ETF is the Global X Autonomous and Electric Vehicles ETF. Um, so it kind of has that dual purpose of really looking to capture the potential companies that could benefit from the future of transportation. Um, you know, we're seeing this significant transformation within the transport sector, not only from the electrification side, but also the potential for um, a- autonomous vehicles as well. So it um, spans those two areas primarily and the companies within those value chains. Let's talk about hydrogen. What makes up the, is it HYDR? Is that the ETF ticker? Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, so it's our Global X Hydrogen ETF. It's one of our um, newer ETFs within the climate change um, suite. And it really seeks to include companies across the entire hydrogen value chain that could potentially benefit from the expansion of a hydrogen industry um, so, you know, we're starting to see a lot of focus on hydrogen as a potential tool for uh, decarbonizing hard to electrify sectors. So everything from long haul transport to heating um, to even power generation and storage, there's a lot of potential possibilities for um, hydrogen in a net zero future. Um, so the ETF itself really is looking to capture companies across that balance chain, like I said, so that includes uh, green hydrogen um, producers and electrolyzer manufacturers, as well as hydrogen fuel cell companies that could benefit from the adoption of hydrogen fuel cell electric vehicles or other use cases for fuel cells as well. Um, So really looking across the hydrogen industry within that ETF. Great analysis. How does that compare size-wise to some of the other funds? I feel like that's probably a newer offering. Yeah, it's newer. So it's one of our smaller um, climate change-related funds. but, you know, we think it holds a lot of potential and it's it's a fund where we are starting to see a lot of client interest. Um, we get a lot of requests to uh, provide an educational background on the hydrogen industry and how low carbon hydrogen plays a role in that industry. Um, so it's definitely one that I think we're seeing a lot of momentum around in recent months. So that, that's one of those funds, one of those themes that uh, it's similar to Lit in that, you know, investors have heard about it. Folks have heard about electric vehicles, they've heard about hydrogen, but they're not necessarily sure exactly how to play it. Uh, so, you know, hydrogen is newer than lithium and battery tech, but it's sort of that same story where investors are looking for a way to thematically play an idea, uh, but it, it's really just in recent years here where options are available to them. That's a great segue because I really wanted to lean into this, like why behind the flows a little bit and understand, you know, we know net zero is coming. We know policies are being implemented today that are going to drive decarbonization over the coming decades. But if you're an investor looking to capitalize on that trend, it can be really hard to know, especially because some of these technologies are either unproven or really yet to be commercialized outside of kind of like battery tech that we've had and scaled over the last decade. But hydrogen is an example of that. Um, Electric trucks are an example of that if we start thinking about freight applications. So if you're an investor wanting to make a directional play, it seems like that's that's the primary agenda of having an ETF that's thematic like this, right? 
Correct. And, you know, to to that end as well, because market timing can be very difficult with whatever strategy we're looking at. And that's one of the ideas behind a thematic ETF is to take the onus off of the investor uh, to time markets correctly. Our themes are preferably looking to invest in trends that are going to unfold over uh, 10 to 15 years, a longer time horizon. Certainly in cases like hydrogen, which is very early in its adoption, we'd expect that trend to unfold over uh, several decades. Uh, so again, when you're looking at a theme with a long time horizon like that, it's less of a matter of timing the market um, uh, for that. Yeah. And just to add on um, to as well. So, you know, market type, the timing of a market is one point, but also ETFs kind of allow um, people to invest in a fee rather than trying to pick a specific company that might might come out on top of, you know, the adoption of hydrogen or electric vehicles. Um, it really allows you to potentially capture the leaders of today as well as the future leaders of tomorrow. Um, so really focusing in on that theme rather than one or two companies within a theme. Excellent. All right, I'm going to go off script here because I'm curious if you guys have the answer. So when we think about energy transition trends and you think about taking advantage of that trend through thematic ETF investing, you're sort of trying to place longer term bets on maybe technology and the creators of those technologies. But in many cases, what you see with the new technology is that a lot of the value accrues to the user of the technology, not necessarily the creator. Is there any way where a thematic investing in like a vertical like hydrogen or like electric vehicles misses the value of, say, the fleets that operate those vehicles or the companies that sell those products that go to those fleets? Like, how do you think about uh, the value of thematic ETF kind of among the broader industrial economy? Is this just a diversification play? Or is there kind of asymmetric upside that people are trying to find through these specific verticals? I think in, in short, you know, I I don't off the top of my head have the exact percentage allocation, but in, in most cases we are recommending these as uh, diversification plays. Um, so not necessarily building a portfolio around it, but, you know, targeting these segments um, that... Well, you know, segment is almost a, a misnomer because the goal of the thematic ETF is to not go by sector or geography or go by these traditional, you know, the, the GICs or, or something like that. Uh, we're trying to do a sector and segment agnostic uh, play here. Um, so in many ways, I, I would say that it is more of a, you know, diversification play. That being said, you know, there's huge opportunity, huge value, um, especially in these themes where we're seeing for EVs is a great example here because we're seeing, you know, 50% uh, growth in sales between 2021 and 2022 for uh, global EVs. But, you know, there's still around 13% of global sales. So although we are seeing lots of growth in the near term here for a lot of these themes, uh, that there, that there is still quite a bit of potential in terms of runway for growth here. Yeah. And that makes sense. And in that specific example, it's kind of like, do I need CATL to take off or do I need Ford to sell the EV first and where do I want to have my money's invested? Ideally in both, I would imagine. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's why, you know, that's, that's the two different themes there. That's why, and that's, that's something that's special about global 
two is that we're offering these products that are um, thematic, but they're also somewhat targeted. So Madeline brought up C-Tech. That's more on the manufacturer, the equipment side. We also have RNRG, which is more on the utilities, the uh, renewable energy production side. So sort of to your point, um, these are different areas of value, whether it's the producers of the technology or the consumers of the technology. Uh, and that's the same idea with lit versus DRIV, uh, the idea of the upstream, midstream, and then the actual um, you know, um, uh, producers, the automakers, and so on and so forth, which are actually going to be selling these fleets of vehicles. Really interesting. We've captured a lot of the um, kind of total landscape of transport emissions coverage from, I think most people would agree that, you know, light duty passenger vehicles can electrify faster just based on, you know, their operational needs and their energy requirements. When you go heavy duty, longer haul, it starts to get trickier. That's where hydrogen becomes a big buzzword, especially for long haul trucking or rail. When we get to aviation and maritime, though, we start looking at some other solutions like advanced biofuels and methanol and sin fuels and some of that place within hydrogen, but it's kind of an infrastructure plate too. So is there another fund that you guys have that focuses more on like build out of terminals, tanks, roads? Um, if somebody's looking to play that angle, um, is there anything there in the U.S. that someone could play that vertical? Sure. You know, maybe not directly in terms of, you know, pure plays on the shipping uh, infrastructure and, and so on and so forth. But, you know, we do think that a lot of the movements we've seen in the renewable energy space, uh, as well as the hydrogen space, plays into this need for infrastructure, as you mentioned. And we do have a fund there that's called PAVE, uh, ticker P-A-V-E, which really focuses on that value chain of developing new infrastructure specifically in the United States. And that's a bit of an exception for us. Um, normally, we are, as I mentioned, agnostic to geography. But in this case, we see uh, so many legislative tailwinds, as well as a desperate need. I'm sure as we drive to work every day or use our airports, we uh, the, that, that need is so apparent. Um, so we do have a fund there that um, uh, is meant to capture these companies uh, which stand to benefit for, from increased uh, development of infrastructure in the United States. Super interesting. I'm trying to, I'm struggling to find an avenue where I think there might be upside value where you guys don't have some sort of coverage already. So that's that's <laughs> here. I think it, it supports the the idea that we have money flowing to the technologies of the future. They're going to help us be more efficient and less carbon intensive. Uh, we could probably do this for another hour. Um, and I would like to, but our, they're telling me we got to cut it off in 20 minutes. So we'll have to have another episode if we want to go deeper. But in in the sake of time, I always ask my guests to come on the show, you know, why doing your work with the lens of sustainability or towards a more sustainable future is important. Um, so let me kick that over to you, Madeline, first and ask, you know, why is it important that you do what you do from that lens? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I, growing up, I was always just really interested in research and everything related to climate and weather. And um, I've been lucky to explore so many different angles for um, climate change and environmental problems and solutions. Um, and here at Global X, I think it's really exciting that we get to track the top companies and the trends and stay ahead of those and then help uh, educate investors um, on those trends that could really help us get to a greener future. Um, so I think it gives me a lot of hope that, you know, we'll continue to um, make strides in climate change mitigation and adaptation. Excellent. Thank you for that. Alec, how about you? 
Sure. Well, you know, my background and my experience in undergrad is more geared towards, um, you know, your traditional energy, your oil and your gas. And that's how I began to learn about the space. And I think what I've come to appreciate is that understanding traditional energy markets, I think, is a great way to understand how the world works currently. But I think, you know, re renewable energy and sustainability and uh, themes in, of that nature are a great way to understand where the world is headed. Uh, so it, with that in mind, I feel like this is a very rewarding uh, type of role, whereas Madeline mentioned, we not only get to learn about these topics, but also help translate that information for investors as well. Well, thank you both. That was, that was educational for me, and that's encouraging to hear the why behind what you do. Um, cheers to Global X for having these thematic investments and continuing the momentum towards a cleaner and sustainable future. Um, and we'll have to check back in with you guys sometime maybe next year and see how these funds are growing and how they're doing. Sounds great. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks. We appreciate it, Tyler. Thank you both. There's over a trillion dollars of waste in supply chains today. The net zero carbon emission is something that corporates are taking very seriously. To meet these objectives, they're going to have to take into consideration CO2. Start working towards your lower carbon goals today with Chevron Renewable Energy Group's Endura Fuels, a complete line of quality renewable fuel solutions available now. To learn more, visit regi.com.